When you got married, you probably assumed that any loneliness you had would be gone because now I'm married. But sadly, many, many couples feel lonely today. They're separated. They're isolated. And if that's you, I'm so glad you've tuned in. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleague, Dr. Greg Smalley. And Greg, there are ways that um, as men and women, we desire intimacy a little bit differently, generally speaking. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I think about um, as, a, as a man, typically men love to do things together with their wife. That's, that's how we define intimacy, that, that activity. I love it when Aaron sits down and watches a football game with me, or maybe we watch a movie, we go for a walk, just that kind of activity that that's how we define intimacy. I think for a lot of women, they define intimacy. Aaron talks about this, my wife going deep in a conversation. So it's really this idea of getting to know her and being known. It, it's just the more we talk and go deeper and talk about emotions and inner life and just what's going on, oh, she will just, I can just she tell. Feels she connected. feels so connected. Right. Well, we do have some differences, and uh, we do want to help you improve communication with your mate. And so here's a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with you, Greg, and your wife, Erin. How do you recommend a couple begin to talk about those deep issues? It's interesting. I just had a couple reach out who I hadn't seen in quite some time within my my counseling practice. And I was like, huh, something must be going on. And so when I asked him, what do you want to talk about today? You've reached back out. So clearly there's something you want to address. And it was that exact issue that their sexual connection had decreased. And talking to her, she said exactly this, that I feel alone in several areas of my marriage. Mm. And she said, but I know that this connection is important to him. Therefore, it's important to me. And I want it's worth working on. And that's why they reached out. And I was so proud of them because so many couples don't talk about this. Right. And they were willing to say, we're struggling with this. Everything yeah. else is great, but this. Well, and then, so they're not talking about it. So loneliness sets in and then they start to drift apart. And so the loneliness intensifies. They start resenting one another and then their hearts begin to close and harden. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and so, so often when we weaponize sex or weaponize, I'm just not going to be known, I'm not going to pursue you, it's because our hearts have really shut down. And that, that's something we just don't talk a lot about. Like, I didn't really understand that. Even through that season of depression for me, my heart was totally closed. Like, there was no interest in connecting. So the problem is that Aaron then began to draw her own conclusions on why am I not connecting? Have you met someone else? Are you just not interested in me anymore? And it just was spiraling for us. And that's why really beginning to recognize, yeah, what does it look like, feel like when my heart is closed? How can I do something about that? I, you know, to have a connection with Aaron, that takes two of us, but I, I have some control over the state of my heart. So again, I needed to go and get help to get my heart back open to deal with some of the deeper issues that was creating the depression. And I did that, which then as my heart began to open, we were able to start connecting and it, it really made such a big difference. But we we don't often notice that all this disconnect is coming from hearts really being closed. Well, and I think as we're, you know, nearing the end here, we, we've got to speak to the spiritual dimension of all this. You know, uh, the Lord tells us to bear each other's burdens. Right. He doesn't say, except in marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe especially in marriage, yeah. right? Because our marriages are a reflection of what 
he wants for us yeah. in terms of creating us male and female and the two shall become one flesh and the spiritual dimension of this. So at the end here, just speak to the idea of God's hopes for us, what he wants for us, which is good. Yeah, I, I love that verse in Galatians 6 two. so bear one another's burdens. And a burden is different than a load because earlier it's saying we should all carry our own load. Those are things like a backpack that we can carry around. A burden is like this humongous steamer trunk that you're trying to carry that's impossible. And so the word bear actually means to support or to remove. And so going all the way back to the whole cooking incident through COVID, the question then became, how could I best help bear that burden that Aaron was feeling? Was I going to totally remove it? Or was it about supporting? Like it could have been to support her in that could have been, hey, when when it's time to cook in the evenings, we're going to do this together. Like let's just divide and conquer. Let's be there and we'll use it as a time to catch up and to talk. And we'll just make this into something we do together. That could have been a great way to support. But as we talked, I, I just felt a, a real just peace that, that I wanted to remove that from her. I, I, I went, you've done this for many, many years. And, and I want to do this now. And so that, that, that's what I felt God calling me to do. But we're not saying, hey, find out where your spouse feels most lonely is, and then now you do that. It, it's not about that. It's saying, what's the best way to bear this burden with you? And it could be removing it, or it could be really learning what does support look like through the midst of that. And you know, in Scripture, it talks about those who marry will face many troubles. And I often call on that verse because it's true. We are all going to face troubles. But what I love about marriage is that you have a journeying buddy, that you have somebody with you, that you're not facing those troubles alone. And I love what Greg is saying because really the goal is how do we support each other in our our trials? Sometimes it's both of us going through it. Sometimes it's me or sometimes it's Greg. And, you know, the the awesome thing that God did is he created this thing called marriage and that we get to walk through those things together. Yeah, and it's so hard. And I've said this many times because I have come to that conclusion that marriage is really set up for us to become more like him. And right. that means selfless, the Lord's character toward us, right. loving, kind, selfless. And uh, it's hard because we're selfish creatures. You know, that sin nature in us really drives us to go to our own benefit all the time. And marriage is there to help us break that down and to become more holy. And that's an awesome journey, like you said, Aaron. Well, Greg, I remember when um, at church we had a small group and we were going through a book on marriage. And um, halfway through this, having a stronger relationship book study, one of the couples in our group announced that they were getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And we were we were all just struck by that. Yeah. We were sort of like, how did that happen? Yeah. And I'm sure that they were a little embarrassed uh, about the struggles behind the scenes. And it got to a point where there's nothing we can do. We're just going to get a divorce. There are couples who are feeling really embarrassed. They feel ashamed. They feel guilty. They feel inadequate. Failed. But these are not reasons to not get counseling. Um, go ahead and address that. Yeah, and it's something that Aaron and I absolutely still do. We, we always look at this kind of for us seasonally, that, that there, there's just moments, some things go on between us. And as we really process that and think about it, 
I go, you know what? That's another example of something that I really need to go in and talk to a counselor about. Or she does that. Um, and, and all I, I, I want everyone to understand that we all, every single one of us, every person on earth needs counseling. This side of heaven... Because we're, we're broken, we're sinful broken. people we've, living we've in, a, in a bad world. We've been hurt and traumatized, yeah. absolutely. So we, we can all benefit from counseling. You know, I I think part of my lifelong commitment to Aaron is my willingness to continue to grow as an individual mm-hmm. and as a couple. But but growing as an individual means that there are going to be moments and seasons to where I have an opportunity to go in and sit down with a good Christian counselor and go, here's what's going on. I, I never look at it like, oh, I'm going to do this for the next five years. I mean, this is just they're, they're quick, maybe maybe three, four, five sessions. And then I go, okay, thank you. And I've got some new perspective. And mm-hmm. you know, God's used that person to really speak some truth or whatever that is. And so we, we can't continue to look at counseling like, oh, we, we've failed or we're weak, so we need someone else to help us. It's just it's recognizing that God will use that person, that Christian counselor, as a part of just your own growth. And, and that's our journey here on earth. We yeah. have to become more like Christ. And that means that we've got to go and deal with our junk and our issues, and we all have it. Let's just go. Otherwise, we feel alone. We feel like somehow the issues that we're going through as an individual or as a couple somehow are so unique that no one would understand, and we're embarrassed like that couple in your small mm-hmm. group that never spoke up. Yeah. Versus what if they had said something? Not only would they have had the support of this community— who would I know you well enough to be like you're not you guys aren't divorcing we're gonna fight for your marriage and and here's a counselor and you're gonna go see I mean you guys would have really fought we would have fought for their marriage it's our yeah. pride now you made a that really keeps it, it from is, happening yeah it is our pride and it's also I think the enemy's um, uh, tactic to yeah. get us to be isolated because totally. he can uh, Satan can do a lot of damage when we're by ourselves absolutely and and feeling alone you made a really important distinction um, about counseling. We're not just saying any old counselor, because yeah. I was just reading earlier today about somebody who was struggling. Um, in this case, he was struggling with porn, and he went to a counselor who said, well, your wife should watch it with you, too. Oh. And it's like, no. So he went and oh. found a good Christian counselor. Yeah. That's a really important thing when we're talking marriage, isn't it? Absolutely. And honestly, I think one of the best resources that that we as Focus on the Family offer is that we have this incredible network of Christian counselors who've had to go through a very difficult process to be approved by us to be on our referral list. All you have to do is go on and type in your zip code, and you're going to see several Christian counselors in your area. Mm-hmm. Or call, and you can have a free one-time consultation with one of our licensed Christian counselors here that work just above you know the room that we're in right now. They're out there talking to people right now. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of those things. Yeah, we we are a phone call away, and our number is eight hundred. The letter A in the word family. We'll link over to the Find a Counselor uh, network page on our website in the show notes. Well, next time, Dr. Tim Mulehoff and his wife Noreen will be discussing subtle problems in your relationship and the spiritual nature of those problems. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg and his wife Erin and the entire team here at Focus, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm